Hey, this is Dan from Says Who Podcast, the podcast that you're listening to right now. But you might not know that I also have another podcast called The Hitch. The Hitch is the story of me and uh, my wife, Janice, and our recovery from her breast cancer by that we did by buying a trailer and hitting the road. It is 60 days of stories from the road and stories of survival and recovery and everything in between. Of course, there is poop, too. You can find The Hitch at thehitchpodcast.com or on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Yay! Yay! It's so good. Hello, it's me, Count Bookula. I love books. And right now my favorite book is Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson. I love it so because it's a mystery book. It's a murder mystery. It's very classic. It's got a detective and I I think maybe I have slid a bit, but blah, maybe I'm from everywhere. I'm Count Bukula. You can get truly devious anywhere books are sold. And there's more because she's just finished the sequel. Again, I'm from everywhere. Don't correct me, Dan. I am Count Bukula. And it's the sequel is called the, the Vanishing Stare. It's going to be out next year. Please buy Truly Devious. I'm Count Bukula. Buy a turn to bat. Wow. Maureen, did you hear that? Count Bukula was here. Hmm? What's that? I just came in. What happened? Wow. You missed it. You missed Count Bukula. Whoa. I know. Today is turning into a crazy Tuesday. It is a wacky Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. the day that nothing ever goes wrong. That's right. I'm loving this Tuesday. Who doesn't love Tuesday? The day that we normally record. Which is today, which is definitely not Wednesday, and definitely nothing went terribly wrong. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, that hey. was Calpucula again. Whoa. Holy well, it's a good thing we didn't record yesterday and and entirely lose it and everything went wrong. Because you know what, Dan? As it turns out, yesterday was a big day for recordings. Hey, you know our guy, Mr. Says Who. Who says who the podcast that isn't the podcast? It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. And I'm Count Bookula. And obviously, Dan, it's it's been a big two weeks. It has it's been, it's been a it's been a big two days, Maureen. <laughs> Arguably, uh the most consequential, perhaps most needle moving two weeks since this whole nightmare started. Yeah, I would I would argue that. Yes. Uh, yes. We can waste no time. We got to get right into the big story that has dominated our national discourse since we last recorded. We got to get into it, Dan. Absolutely. So, yeah. So uh, Trump and Putin met in Helsinki. A family of woodchucks ate Paul Ryan's car. I'm I'm sorry. What? A family of woodchucks ate Paul Ryan's car. Hmm. Okay. I didn't. I wasn't expecting this to be the thing we were going to be discussing, but but yeah, I am I'm here for it. Let's do it. All right. Dan, 
The animals have finally fucking had enough, and a group of patriotic woodchucks ate the mother-loving fuck out of Paul Ryan's Chevy Suburban. And to quote from NPR, House Speaker Paul Ryan explained Thursday that a family of woodchucks moved into his Chevy Suburban recently, eating the wiring and rendering the car useless. My car was eaten by animals, Ryan said. It's just dead. I I have a question before Mm. we move on. Okay. If this happened to you and you were like, hypothetically speaking, you were one of the most powerful people in the United States. Why? And you were giving a speech in public in front of a large number of people that was going to be recorded. Mm -hmm. And you were kind of clinging to your last shred of dignity and or, uh, you know, importance because you were both on your way out and also have been kind of turned into little more than a lapdog for a, for a president. Sure. And you were going to stand up and tell a, you know, anecdote to warm up the crowd. Mm-hmm. Why would you admit to woodchucks eating your car? Well, I think it's pretty clear. Given the choice of having to explain, say, Trump tweeting threats at other nations or spelling words wrong or, you know, bowing to a a foreign despot. If people are about to, you you see the mouth open in the the audience, somebody's got their hand up, they're going to ask a question, you say, family of woodchucks take my car. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a compelling argument. Like somebody has to stop and say, what was that? And you say, family woodchucks ate my car. And then you just spin that until you run the clock down, say, thanks for everybody for coming, vote for me in November, and then you fuck off. Wow. That's what I'd do. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's a, it's a, it's an anecdote that does feel pretty, pretty ripe for symbolism, but honestly, I can't quite figure out if there's anything beyond just what it says on the box. Yeah, there's no symbolism, Dan. Woodchuck's Woodchuck's ate his car. Is is there anything we can learn from this? Fuck Paul Ryan and fuck his car in particular. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, imagine if we all had the courage of these woodchucks. If we could get ourselves together and we straight up, we ate all the motherfuckers' stuff. We ate their cars, and we ate their houses, and if enough of us got together, we could eat Mar-a-Lago. I, I'm not sure this is a... I don't know that you've thought this through. Dan, this is the best thing that's happened in 2018, and we need to eat their stuff. I just... I don't think we can eat Mar-a-Lago, Maureen. Like, it's a... It's like a building. You don't know that. Nobody... Has anyone ever tried to eat Mar-a-Lago? I mean, people have tried to eat at Mar-a-Lago and it keeps getting like health code violations and stuff. So I can't imagine that the building is really where you would want to start chowing down. It's 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 different. I mean, and also we've discussed so many things that can be eaten. Like we've talked about Big Macs without buns and weird venison meatloaf that Paul Ryan shoots from a bow and arrow, presumably standing on top of a car that's been eaten by woodchucks and wedge salads and Kellyanne Conway's entire ass and buckets of ketchup. So I think 
in terms of disgusting things just, to put on the menu, Paul well, Ryan's car. I, I just think that maybe actually there have been more important things that have happened in the last couple of weeks. Dan, are you against eating Paul Ryan's car? <sighs> I mean, just gastrointestinally alone, yes, definitely. All right. Well, you know what? I just don't know that there's any... I don't know that it's all that good. For, like, I don't think that... I think that if we're in the hospital, it's not going to help anything. Well, I was just kidding. There's no need to go to all that trouble. That's just... That was a joke. Yeah. Okay. That was a, a very long yeah. joke. Yeah, well, because there's a better and easier way to plan your meals. And with oh, Blue Apron, what you do is you sign up online <sighs> and you pay like, no. $9, $10. Okay. Just Someone shoves it a potato off. into your okay. mailbox, just hammers it in there. Uh, and you just, you just <laughs> potato and you have to claw it out. And then you shake it angrily. Oh, uh, why aren't you cooked yet? And then you get a meal for $10. And you're oh, potato. Seriously, oh, I yep. what? Donald Trump stood next to Vladimir Putin. And said that there was no reason that the Russians would have meddled in the election. And we're talking about fucking Blue Apron right now? Well, sounds like you are. I mean, Dan, I think you should stop playing around. We got to talk about this Trump-Putin summit. It's the most important thing that's happened yet. I wish you'd stop waffling with this stuff, Dan. Come on, let's get to it. Come on. We're professionals here. We're not going to monetize if you don't act like a professional. We're not going to make any money. Come on, get right. it together. Are we, are we going to talk about the summit? I've been trying to get you to talk about the summit for the last five minutes. And we're not going to talk about Blue Apron? Dan, stop bringing it up. People are tired of it. Okay. Because we Really, do... I mean, you need to stop bringing it up. I, stop it. I don't. I don't think I'm people the one have that's... written to me. They're like, stop. It's not funny anymore. And it's not funny because we're really we're are, we're running at a loss here, Dan. We've got to figure out this thing. You know, if we're going to help people cope, we got to, you know, we gotta, you know what I'm saying? All right. We got to turn ourselves okay. into like goop right. or something like the goop Whoa. of. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I could smear olive oil on my face. Tell other people to do it. But would it have the same impact? Maybe. Would they just avoid you? Well, I mean, only half my family calls me Olive Face now. And you did it in the middle of Trader Joe's while screaming. Well, it's they had olive oil. Yeah. Okay, Maureen, we're getting off track. Yeah, yeah no, Dan, please, come on. We need to focus on the Trump-Putin summit. Yes, let's. Okay. Let's. Fine. So rewind your brain to two weeks ago. When no, I'm not I, living two weeks again. I, well, we'll we'll move through it quickly. I'm not going to do it in real time. But you had just come from England. You and Donald Trump basically crossed paths across the Atlantic. Uh, as he I headed, think where he zags. Yeah, you know that he headed into England, where he was uh, well received and well loved by the Queen of England. Right. No, 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 no. And in fact, an ex- there was an exciting synergy because here's the trajectory of events, which I figured out because that day I was in the final throes of an edit. So or I was like, yeah, it was the day before. So this is where it gets exciting. So in the morning, he got a call. First of all, he was roundly criticized. Like everyone in England hates him. He also criticized the prime minister. He got a bunch of facts wrong. Like it was a 
it was a train wreck of a visit in a time that England is having basically the biggest train one of the biggest train wrecks of their inner inner history like brexit is a mess half the cabinet just resigned just yesterday they were like one of the i forget i don't know who it was if it was a pm or not but someone's like we will we will make sure there is adequate food that during seems, this yeah that's there could be food thoughtful. shortages yeah no they just sh- said they're going to ensure that there isn't well they're going to try to stockpile a bunch of stuff because that's, there could be potentially be food shortages. That's what you want from a giant government program is a reassurance that, in fact, you won't run out of food. All they know is that next March something happens and absolutely no one has any idea what it is. So that's all happening. Donald Trump blows through like a, a, like a tornado of farts, just blows into the country. <laughs> and then he meets with the queen. So he gets out. He keeps the queen. You know, he's a little bit late. Although that's I think his, maybe that that's was That's his deal. He um, likes being late. He meets her. He walks in front of her. He does all this like really disrespectful stuff that you're not supposed to do because he can't do anything. And he's like has to dick around. He has to dick around spatially with women. It's a thing. Yes, that's so, absolutely like, a thing. Yeah, like crowding Hillary Clinton, stepping in front of the queen. He's spatially, he's he's that, you know, it's that's, a predatory he, male. some real thing. spatial dickery going on there. So he has to, then he goes in for tea with the queen. Now, while he was in with tea with the queen, th- I, we know that that morning he found out that 12 Russian nationals had been indicted. Intelligence agents, yeah. Yes. For hacking the DNC servers. That news was released about five minutes after he walked in the door to sit with the queen. Oh, that's some tea right there. During which time he could presumably do jack shit except sit there and stir tea and annoy the queen who, look, you can think whatever you want about the monarchy, but that woman is not scared of him. No. And she could sit there and stir tea and like drill him into an uncomfortable silence for as long as necessary. Definitely. So that's when that happened. Now, then he blows his, his stink wind up to Finland for the hottest date he, of the summer. He rides the fart tornado to Eng- to Finland? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a Viking getting blown up to fucking Valhalla. He goes up to Finland. Yeah. To have his meat cute. Yeah. Where where Putin shows up late. Yeah. Putin, Putin but, out Trump Trump there. Oh. Putin is, is trumping Trump all over the place in this. Yeah. So... Except he's smart, which is different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. It is I mean, different. He's, he's evil, but he's super smart. Yeah. I he mean, know, no he one, knows what he's doing. No one thinks he's dumb. No. So. But yeah, so they, they, they meet. Nobody fully even understood why this meeting was originally set up, but... They have a meeting that was supposed to last 90 minutes. It lasts over two hours instead. And it is just the two of them and their translators. And may I? No one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. Wow. Like, really? No one else was in the room where it happened? (laughs) It's true. It's over the last two weeks, basically any detail of what was agreed upon or discussed in the room has come from the Russian side. 
there are like many Americans in the government that are still trying to figure out what happened. There, apparently there has not been a debrief or, or anything like that. But we do know from the Russians that, you know, they have at least made some level of agreement of multiple accords. Um, there was discussion about allowing the Russians to, you know, interrogate some U.S. nationals, including the former ambassador to Russia. Like, it, it's a, it was a, quite a meeting, Maureen. This meeting... Now, now I'm on the actual day of the deadline where I have to turn the book in. Yeah. And the reason I, I vividly remember this because first I had to take Zelda to chemo. So I kind of worked, took Zelda chemo, came back, you know, got her, got her settled, sat back down on my desk and was pounding through the end of this edit to, and then formatting the file. And then on my I had two computers, I have my big monitor when I have to do copy edits and I'm looking over my shoulder occasionally because I'm downloading something on the other one and I see Twitter suddenly go, Oh my God, what's that? Oh my God. I just, the single, <laughs> what, what's that? Oh, what's hap What's happening? Oh my God. Oh my God. What's happening. And it's that sink. And then I said, what's happening? And everyone was like, don't look, which is the, <laughs> that's like a monster movie. Yeah. So just and don't that, turn around. That was the press conference where they came out of their, room and stood in front of podiums and then the magic began oh boy it sure did it sure did it was a super interesting press conference in that the like the folks from the assembled and it was an international press so it wasn't just the like kind of usual suspects so certainly they were there um and they were to ask you know, they were asking fairly straight up questions like, you know, did to Putin, like, did you want Donald Trump to win the election? And he's just like, yeah, yeah, I did. Yep. Which apparently now, just yesterday, actually, the the official White House transcript and video of that press conference has edited out that question and answer. Yeah, no, not scary at all. That's a totally normal thing that people do. Right. Right. Right, Maureen. Maureen, right? That's normal, right? Go on, just go on. Just continue. Huh. I can't. I I got nothing to. But also at that at that press conference, what it was posed to Trump, like, did Russia meddle in the election? And he said that he had asked Putin, and Putin said no, and he had he 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 didn't see any reason why they would. That was really when people start when Twitter exploded. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, claiming that. I mean, first of all, we're rehashing. Everybody listening to this knows this already, yeah. and we're uh, again. Oh my God! Think of the one person that doesn't. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry to have ruined the bliss you were living in. Yeah. Well, this is a podcast about coping, and coping means processing. And this one was a difficult. I mean. You know, it wasn't a difficult one to process because it was sort of just like getting a bucket of water dumped over your head where after it happens, you shake it off and go, I guess I'm more awake now. I mean, I, it didn't. I, I, it, I And then you just kind of shake and nothing has fundamentally changed. Um, you're just kind of blinking and looking around you more and saying, like, I guess I pay more. To, you know, I, yeah, it. It also revealed 
so what the what was the game changers that we were like this is the moment where if ever we're going to move it cuz things they don't care about having a bunch of mistresses paying people off probably financial misdeeds all things a lot of people aren't going to care about but straight up kowtowing to Putin being an embarrassment looking super weak and claiming you don't believe your the American intelligence community over Putin are things that might, you know, I'm thinking of particular Trump voters I know who are kind of very hyper-patriotic people. That's going to tweak them a little bit. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and it certainly, it, it, it tweaked the narrative enough that in fact that night even Fox News was having trouble spinning it. Yeah, no, actually that night, so when Oscar came home, I was doing something and I was listening to the, uh, new, I listened to headphones for TV and I eventually came in the other room and I was like, can you turn off F- MSNBC for a minute? Can you switch over? And he's like, oh, no, no. For the last 20 minutes, this has been Fox. I wanted to see what they were saying. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a true story. <laughs> he puts it on sometimes because he wants to when big things happen to see what they're doing. Oh, and oh. it was it was genuinely indistinguishable. That is amazing. Because they had nothing and there was nothing they could, there was really nothing to do. Because also then everybody in the White House dug a hole and climbed underground into the dirt. Yeah, there were a lot of like, oh, the White House staff is despondent or, oh, he didn't, he didn't go, he didn't say the things that we had briefed him to say, which is kind of perfect, like, How are you a White House staffer and you're expecting that he's going to say what you briefed him to say at this point? Like, haven't you learned to tell him to say the opposite? I I guess. I mean, I don't really have any sympathy. I guess I should. I guess that's a deficit on my part. But No, it's not. (laughs) There is no sympathy. There is no sympathy. But anyway, they cleared it all up the next day, right? Dan, the next day... Uh, as you may remember, was the day he came out and after hurriedly meeting with a bunch of concerned people. Yeah. He's like, I- I'll fix this. I'll fix this. I'll fix this. I'll fix- okay, okay, guys, I got this. I got this. I got this. Turn the cameras on. Turn the cameras on. I got this. I got this. Okay. So yesterday I did a, uh, we did this thing. It was, it was two days. It was great. Everybody said it was great. But I just, I just looked through. I listened to the dialogue. I played the tape actually. And uh, I noticed I just misspoke on one thing. I said, I, I said, I don't see r- why Russia would have done it. And I meant to say wouldn't. All right. Problem it was solved. great. Problem solved. And everyone said. Yeah. He had it all ri- typed out for him in like big type. And he had he the it was a hastily enough, you know, put together thing what, that you could see the notes on camera, too. And a bunch of people you know, did the like CSI enhance on them and discovered that he had crossed out various sections in Sharpie, including one saying that, you know, of course he believed that uh, Russia meddled in the election. He wanted to see, you know, whoever did brought to justice, the brought to justice part was crossed out. He also had written in his own handwriting, there was no collusion in big letters on it, but he spelled collusion wrong. Yep, 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 yep. If you yep, say yep, a yep, word yep. every day, like 20 times a day, you'd think you'd know how to spell it. 
I, there's actually a ton of words that I, I mean, I, I am notorious at spelling things wrong, so, you know. But Maybe hey, he thinks he, if he spells it right, it's like he admits to it. Yeah, that completes the spell. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm. That closes the circuit. Uh. It's not collusion if you can't spell it, Dan. <laughs> I want that as a shirt. So, it's good, right? That's, that's good. A, that's our money maker. That's so, our shirt. Meanwhile, so that was great. And then the next day, he has a was it a cabinet meeting? What was he going into? Ah, uh, yeah, it was his. Ca- he had a cabinet meeting the next day. So he goes in a cabinet meeting, he comes out, and there were another. They're shouting questions, and someone says, "Do you think Russia was responsible for that?" And he says, "No." Yeah. So that's helpful. So that's helpful. So now we're like, okay, now we're backtracking on the backtrack of the backtrack. At this point, says Hoovians, you were probably, I don't know, gritting your teeth, um, clutching at your head, feeling dizzy. Um, it was cool, though, because uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders came out later in the day and was asked about it. And she said, no, he was just saying no more questions. Even though he took a bunch more questions. Sometimes I just shout no. Yeah. People say, do you want coffee? And I go, no, but I'm talking about, do I want to go surfing? I just say no to stuff a lot. And I assume that people know the question I'm answering. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's how it works. That's what people do. It also turned out like within, I believe it was the same day, uh, it began to leak again from the Russian side that uh, Trump had invited Putin to the White House this fall, which took the U.S. intelligence chief, Dan Coats, by surprise. He was asked about it on stage at a, you know, fancy rich person think tank thing in Aspen. And he was basically like, wait, what? Wait, Trump did what? Yeah. Yeah. All this happened at the same time that that we had an actual... Actual spy, Dan. Yeah. A real Russian spy. Like running through this narrative like, where's Waldo? (laughs) Exactly like, where's Waldo? Like a redheaded Russian, where's Waldo? Yeah, like she's in every photo of everybody. Yeah, like while all of this other Russia stuff is unfolding, the government arrests this woman, Maria Butina, who has been working her way through like who's who of the kind of wacky far right like you know photos of her with rick santorum and with the crazy milwaukee sheriff guy who wears a bunch of fake pins and uh and the head of the nra and it turns out she was a major connection between the GOP and the NRA and was, you know, sort of shuttling Russian money in between and is like a legitimate actual Russian spy. Yeah. Like the real deal. Who, in my favorite part of this, would write these kind of complaining emails back or messages back about how grossed out she was about the guy she had to have the affair with? Yeah, she had a she had a few different affairs and she was really not down with any of them. She's like, which this is I mean awful. Much respect. Yeah, a, wo- a woman's women's work is is we always get the gross stuff. Oof, oof. Yeah, it's true. 
So yeah, it's she, been real Russiany. It's been the last real Russiany. You know, also, it's not even just certainly not just here, you know, there's and it's all over. But certainly one of the things that's also going on right now is the um, people, the deaths and the poisonings in England, which were directly Russian related. Like there's just shit going down openly all over the place. Yeah, it's. It if you kind of peel back the. Clown showness of it all. It's not great, Maureen. No. No, and it's not Russian people. It's Putin and the Putin regime. Right. Uh, yeah. Because the Russian people also suffer under the Putin regime. So, um, so there's a, um, so as all of this is happening, Dan, um, Paul Manafort going to trial? Yeah, imminently. Yeah. Five he, people granted him. Do we know who the five people are who were granted him? No, immunity? we don't. Not yet. Five uns- people. The, unsealed these are, on Monday or? I don't know. I think it'll just, like, I mean, they'll get called to, I would assume they'll get called into the courtroom at a, you know, to give their testimony at a certain time. And then we'll be like, whoa. Will that trial be broadcast? They can't broadcast a trial, can they? I know uh, they can, but. I, it depends on the state. I don't know. I think it's happening in the state of Virginia, and I, I actually do not know the open records laws in Virginia. It can be. It, it, this is going to, I imagine, get kind of wild. One would think. I mean, this is a guy who has contested this case at every turn and has lost that, those contestings at every turn so he is fighting what most people see as a fully losing battle and now taking it to court well i think one of the lessons we have all on all this dan is that they've got a shit ton of stuff on all these guys they sure do like for example okay i don't want to make this personal but my boyfriend carter Carter Page. page has also come back into the news. My guy, Mr. Enchanted Lollipop himself. <laughs> they they released his his FISA warrant applica- or the 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 documents relating to his FISA warrant. Yeah. Which revealed basically you know that one of the, our conspiracy wall was strings all over the place. Yeah. Just all yarn in every direction. I sure. think that's the sort of t- thing they had on Carter Page where it was like a zillion yards all connected to a giant picture of his big smiling head with like 90 tacks in it. Yeah, that does that does seem to be the case. It also releasing the the FISA warrant kind of blew up the Devin Nunes memo from a few months ago, if you remember that, like, week-long controversy, because it, like, the FISA memo directly contradicted a bunch of points that he had made in that memo in terms of, you know, the illegality of of what they did when, in fact, you know, can they I say had something? plenty of probable cause. You sure can, Maureen. We're on a podcast rem- together. It's just that, Dan, I remember the Nunes memo, but I can't remember the details, and I don't want to look it up because I'm angry that... Yeah. I'm angry that I have so much knowledge of this, that I have basically studied this as a subject for two years, like the rest of us have, and our brains are full of this dumb 
bullshit and these evil actors who are ultimately meaningless pieces of garbage. And I'm angry that I know their business. I'm angry that I've seen their legal documents. I'm angry that I've had to watch their dumb running into the bushes and uh, scurrying up back, you know, into back doorways and along driveways like a fucking raccoon with a briefcase. I'm tired of these fuckos. I'm tired that I know this stuff. And no, I don't want to reread the Devin Nunez stuff because fuck him. Fuck him and fuck him like the time that he hid on a goddamn rooftop because he didn't want to come down because of all the people yelling at him in the street for being such a fuckwit. I'm angry that I know all of this. And I just wanted to express that. Now I feel better. Well, thank you for sharing. Uh, the good news is that uh, apparently Devin Nunes is now in single digits in his re-election campaign. All right. Well, that is pretty good. Yeah, that is that is pretty good. That was just discovered yesterday. But you know what else was discovered yesterday, Maureen? So at the time that we were recording. <laughs> Literally at the time that we were recording uh, a completely garbled episode of Says Who. We emerged and it turned out that our boy... Again, I don't want to be this person, Dan, but a couple months ago, we were talking about Michael Cohen, Mr. Says Who, and I was like, our boy is going to flip. And you were like, that guy is never going to flip. He's one of these made men that he's going to go to the mat. And I was like, Dan, I come from weasels. I know a weasel when I see it. And that <laughs> weasel is going to flip. Yeah, I I argued heavily against it. I said, no way that dude is loyal as the day is long. But no, he's a weak no. will numb nuts. Like you don't you don't get to be that Weasley because you have a spine of iron. Like you get to be that because you will crawl under any fence and into any hole, and that is what we've got. Yeah. So I know my his people. his lawyer, Lanny Davis. Oh right? boy. Yeah. Who's kids? Yeah, who's essentially, he's essentially Rudy Giuliani with better teeth. Oh, very good teeth. Super good teeth. Honestly, His the man cannot be, released, can't be faulted on the teeth. Released one of the tapes that Cohen made of him and Trump discussing a payoff to uh to was Karen McDougal, right? Uh, a Playboy model. Um yeah, and CNN aired it. Literally within 20 minutes, you know, it was fate that fucked up our recording last night, Maureen. Maybe because there was a disruption in the says who universe and fate zapped us because if it says he's always been a star, like that's why we're, we're named after him. Like he was always right from the beginning. He was something special. But yes, yeah, so this tape came out and it includes uh, them talking about you know, paying off this woman, um, setting up a, a, a fake business, essentially, uh, to, you know, put in the money. And then they talk about, you know, the financing of it. And Trump is Trump here. I've got the transcript up here. All right. OK, so first of all, they're talking about how they need to because because her story had been bought by the National Enquirer by American Media, the CEO of which um, his name is not David Pickles, but let's call him David Pickles. It's something like that. Pecker. That's also gross. Um, uh, he and Trump are good friends and they did. We discussed this a few episodes back. They did what was called a, a what? Buy and die or oh, buy uh, and kill or something. A catch and kill. Catch and kill. That's it. I like buy and die better. That's that's good. Um, 
but a catch and kill, which is they buy the they buy perpetual rights to a story, but never run anything on it. But they're discussing, uh, you know, are they still exposed by American media owning it instead of instead of them owning it? Cohen says, uh, all the stuff because here you never know what that company. You never know what he's Trump. Maybe he gets hit by a truck. <laughs> Cohen. Correct. So I'm all over that. And I spoke to Alan about it. And when it comes time to financing, which will be Trump. Wait a second. What financing? Cohen. Well, I'll have to pay him something. Trump. Pay with cash. <laughs> uh, the be- that's was- what you do. Yeah. When you've got a few hundred thousand dollars of hush money you need to do, Maureen. Couple things. One, when when Cohen's lawyer was on TV last night, I was watching it with, again, my partner, Oscar, who is English. I was like, now I'm going to teach you another American word. Kish. Kish. And every time he would say it, he's like, he's talking about paying with kish. Kish. And I was like, this is the greatest. I was like, say kish. I'm going to use my kish to buy a coffee. And he was like, I'm going to use my kish to buy. And I was like, no, 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 this Romanian. Kish. 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 And so that's our practice vocabulary word right now is kish. 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 Think kish. What was the second thing? There was a second. Oh, I am thinking of that. One of the troubling and damning moments in the Nixon tapes is, you know, the conversation of, oh, how much will it cost us? You know, a a million. How much is the silence? Oh, a million? Oh, I can get that. We have that in cash, you know. So it was a similar we have the cash in a safe somewhere kind of discussion. Um, different, but, you know, an echo. Yeah. There's yeah. an echo. It's a good time. It's a good time, Maureen. But also, so Trump has already today gone on a whole fit about how dare a lawyer record him. Well, what this, he of says course, is, being someone who has threatened people with tapes repeatedly. What kind of, he treats, what kind of a lawyer would tape a client? And I would think the kind of guy you'd hire Oh, he, most definitely. He did, Literally the lawyer you used for like a couple decades. Yeah, like it's not something that just happened to you. It's not something no. that was inflicted upon you. It's not a spider monkey that jumped on your shoulder and you were like, <laughs> right, little fella. You hired him and gave him a shit ton of responsibility and now seem flummoxed by the fact that he's a shit bag. Go figure. Yeah. Why is the shit bag I hired such a shit bag? He's like, yeah, but he was my shit bag. It's a real two-handed head scratcher, isn't it, Donald? Now that he's not my shitbag, he's just a shitbag. I don't understand it. How could this be? He's not, I mean, this is, and also he's airing that thought. The thought bubbles are, the thought bubbles, he puts them online. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He just, all the dumb thoughts he has. That's, that's not a political thing. That's him having a dumb thought. And actually just typing it. Yeah. Yeah. There's not... So I have a three-year-old. And anything in that three-year-old's head is what comes out of his mouth. And as a child... Like, also having a 13-year-old, seeing how child... Like, children's brains grow. Like, they learn to filter that. And um, that's just not happening, Maureen. That is just not happening. All right. Taking all this down, what can we, as a coping mechanism, not a podcast, say about this? 
Uh, I will say this. I used to wake up every morning. And when I say used to, I mean like a month and a half ago. Uh, Wake up every morning, uh, grab my phone. And I felt very strongly that I needed to know kind of what has this, what has that fucker been up to in the last hour and a half that I've been asleep? Because if you, you know, Chicago time, even if you wake up early, and again, I have a three-year-old, so I'm usually up by 6.30 in the morning. Like, that's 7.30 New York time. That dude's already been fucking rage tweeting for a good hour or two. Um, And so I would load up Twitter. I would search his name. And I would, you know, read the, you know, six or seven unhinged Fox News driven tweets that uh, he had let out. Um, We are traveling on the road right now. And what that means is is any routine that you had has been thrown out the window because you're in a new place. You're you know, you have all sorts of new things. And I have stopped grabbing my phone and searching Donald Trump's name. And it's not like I don't find out. I'm not, you know, I'd see it later, but I'm not, it's not the first thing I see in the morning now. That has helped me significantly. Yeah. I mean, again, it's very clarifying, isn't it? I think I felt a little bit like crossing the Rubicon with the whole Putin stuff where I'm like, it just doesn't matter what he says. It. I always knew that, but I was like, you know what? It doesn't, It doesn't matter. And, you know, I one of my favorite things to read about, Dan, is cults. And it's it's always been a topic I've loved. Like we all have things we love to read about and a lot of people Mm -hmm. love to read about cults. And when you talk about Trump cult, it is. I mean, again, not a a psychologist or a sociologist, but, you know, bear with me. All the hallmarks are there. Like, for example, cults have are often read led by a narcissistic central figure and, uh, you know, narcissist grandiose ideas about themselves, inability mm-hmm. to be corrected. Uh, and also apparently when under stress uh, and stress caused by, you know, people contradicting them or the reality challenging their ideas of themselves, they um, become more grandiose and more um, kind of bizarre in their conflations. Yep. So, like, it goes from, like, I'm an awesome skier to I own the moon, I think, is sort of the trajectory of the narcissist. Like, the more reality challenges him, the more that they will, like, spin out. A um, couple things that, you know, controlling information sources from within the cult. Uh, don't believe what you're being what you're being told. Literally is what they said yesterday. The thing that you've read is not yeah. what happened. You know, control the information flow. Don't listen to them. Only listen to this. The thing you saw is not the thing you saw. Manipulating and changing language. These are what words mean. We will tell you what words mean. This is how words are structured now. Because once you start restructuring how someone speaks, you start restructuring how they think. Um, also changing names, giving new names. Uh, that's, you know, changing your identity. Uh, within cults, like things like breaking the uh, parent-child bond. Now, in this case, it's a little different. Like they're they're breaking the child uh, adult-child bond of other persons but they, that's yeah. a a function of cults putting up barriers putting up literally like building walls also constantly you maintain a, a us against them fearful you you constantly build the stakes you constantly build the they're against us the world is against us everybody wants to stop us therefore we must double down on all of our efforts increasing doomsday 
So I honestly, I think that if all of this is true, then he will become increasingly more doomsday-ish in his yeah. proclamations. I mean, that's the only thing that could kind of happen. He's The more he's challenged, the, the, the more he's going to grow. And also, cult followers... It's well known as like when predictions don't come true, they double down. They double down when challenged. They double down when confronted by the outside. The more that the outside world seems to cough back at them, the more they kind of hunker, which is all a way of saying that if you have a person in your life who's real hardcore Trumpo, um, it's not to say they won't ever come out of it because people do leave cults. People leave, you know, people go over the wall in Scientology that were raised there. You know, like people go over the wall all the time. Yeah. But and they'll need your help probably if they do come over the wall. But um, you can't get them like they don't if they don't want to come out, they're not coming out. Um, no, definitely not. So. And the people that I think there's a there's probably and also, I mean, again, there's a lot of pieces of what's the Trump voter thinking. And again, I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the thought process is at this point. I mean, no, it, it matters none. to some, and I'm sure that there's a group of people, professionals who could be dedicated to helping that group, but I'm not one of them. And like, fuck it. I don't want to read any more about it. Yeah. There is this just a group of misogynists who's like, look, anything but the like, anything but Hillary. Right. Like, I know people like that. I have relatives yeah. like that, unfortunately, who are like, well, it's still better than Hillary. And it's they'll, they see the craziness happening and they know it's like they know it's nuts. They actually say it. But they're like, it's still better. And they'll go right up. It's like Slim Whitman riding the bomb at the end of Dr. Strangelove <laughs> going, woo Like, it's, they will ride that horse till the end. Oh, definitely. The only thing that, the, but the good thing is this rise and groundswell of every, you see, you know, we're, of really saying, look, let's stop fucking around. Everything is burned down. Let's really state our values and live positive values. Like, and, and say what we mean like, what do we actually want to happen and vote for people who say that they want those things and will pursue them? A living wage, health care, good schools, clean water. Like, let's really take take strong positions and get out there and, like, do the things we mean to do and, like, genuinely live better lives. Yeah, that has certainly been the most heartening thing that has been unfolding in what has been a pretty disheartening summer is the fact that it feels more and more like the gloves are off in terms of talking about what we really want, you know, and in terms of talking about, you know, what are policies that would actually make things better for everyone, you know, like it is, it is certainly, you know, to me, so I am I am leaving my job in two days, Maureen, and I am uh, buying Cobra f- health insurance was far too pricey. Uh, so I had to go on to the Obamacare exchange, which I have not done before. And, um, you know, really get an insight into just how wacky that system is and like understanding like, oh, the people that are saying it's broken. Yeah, it is like it's not. That was never, it was always a compromise, you know, and more and more people are basically moving to the position of like, okay, y'all want to kill Obamacare, you know, fucking whatever. Great. Let's talk about 
Medicare for all. You know, let's talk about a single payer. Let's talk about, you know, what a real health system should be in this country and let's vote people in that do it. And that is actually super exciting. Yeah, and that's not that these things are easy, but they're things worth working towards. No, no, definitely not. Also, you want to hear yeah. positive things, Dan. Also, some stuff you could do. Watching the net. I just watched it on fa- on uh, Netflix last night because everyone was like, watch it. You should watch it. I have it. not yet. I keep hearing really everyone is. saying like, to I see it. I avoid stuff when everyone's like, it's really great. So I'm like, well, then I will not be watching it. That's like my, and I rub my hands together. Job done. <laughs> um, so uh, it is, it's really good. And I think I avoid it because I'm like, it sounds like it's going to be serious and a bummer. And it's not, it is and it isn't. It's kind of like, I felt like it was very cleansing. Like I jumped into a cold stream and swam through and emerged on the other side kind of cleaner and stronger and felt clarified by it. And it's all, it also is comedy. Yeah. Like, don't worry. It's like, it's got laughs too. But like, she really is control of it. She takes you through an experience. She's in control of the whole thing. She walks you through the whole uh, psychological process that she's, she's got it all planned out. It's worth your time. You will enjoy it. Another thing. Do a positive, like, for example, here's something you'll like, Dan. I like things. I have, a f- I have a friend, Amy, from college, and she's- I already, I already great. like it. She's great. I like and any she friend She runs, yours. she helps run a theater, or she's like, well, actually, she's one of the main administrators of a big theater in Wilmington. I, I'm like, helps run the theater. No, like, she really is, like, in charge of it. And, but her spare time, she, like, her passion is, is baking pies. She throws all of, and she's... That's what I'm talking about. That is your best friend, Maureen. Listen, this is like, oh, your friend makes pies? Like, no, she's called that that pie girl, and she makes, like, she started, I watched her, like, be like, I made a pie, and then I'm like, I'm going to make a bunch of pie. Uh... I'm making all these pies for Thanksgiving. People are having me make pies for them. I've made 30 pies today, and now she's she entered the Delaware State Fair. Yeah, she did. Let me tell you what pie she baked. Are you oh, ready? I'm ready. I my body is ready. Okay, these are the awards she won. First place in the lemon category with her lemon buttermilk with raspberry swirl pie. Oh Jesus! First in the cherry category with the sweet cherry streusel pie. I don't even like cherry, but oh, I'll eat that. First place in a judge's award in the savory category with tomato corn cheddar quiche. Oh, you'd, here for it. You'd probably like that then. First in the baker's yeah. choice category with her s'mores pie. Not just Baker's Choice, Dan's Choice, too. She just also straight out won the pie, pie crust. Sure. She won third place in peach with polka dot peach pie. The other two people should be shot. And a pink ribbon for her apple brown sugar caramel crumb. Uh, yes. She saw, she's like, I want to fucking enter the state fair, baked all these pies, tra- like, transported them you know she's got woke up at dawn kept her her, her dough cold and is like rolling it out but she's like doing good uh, deeds all the time and good work she and, walked away with it too yeah she took all the ribbons i have a question maureen do you think if you are a state fair pie judge is that a paid position because i'm looking for work i don't know that it's a paid position it should be though i don't could know. i be a professional pie judge i mean i don't just travel from pie contest to pie contest i think and does it have health i bet you could do it and you could uh just be that guy that shows up at state fairs and eats pie 
What if you started? I'm already that. Start guy. a blog that's like State Fair Pie Guy, and Whoa. you just go to all the state fairs Whoa. and report on their pies. I'm already buying the URL. I tell you, it was I like it was it. the North Dakota State Fair that I went to, where for fifteen dollars, two teenage kids who couldn't have been more than fourteen would give you a free ride on a crane. Wow. Yeah. It was the it was held over this asphalt it was all this big asphalt parking lot and these they had a crane. Wait, would you sit in the bucket of the crane? No, it was much more dangerous than that, Dan. So what would happen? Literally there were two teenagers there with a cardboard, like half a ripped up box sign that said crane rides, fifteen dollars. Yes. And the group of people I was with were everyone's like, Yes, and they all took out fifteen dollars. And I, being myself, was like, Fuck no, like what is wrong with you? And you, what you do is like two people at a time, you get harnessed up and they'd clip you onto like the cable of the, and then they'd crank up that crane what? and swing you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's not oh, a joke. That goodness. really happened. Two teenagers would just brace you up and fucking swing you from a crane. All right. And when I asked what the ride is, they're like, we swing you from a crane. <laughs> That's it. I'm buying a crane tomorrow. That's my new job. They always took people up professional good 20, 30 crane feet, rider. Swung them. Just freely swung yeah, them. Yeah, I bet they did. Man, what could go wrong? That's something I saw at the state fair. That is that is that is some high level state fairing right there. I've never seen I love state fairs and county fairs, and I have never seen anything close to a crane ride was maybe maybe that was a county fair it sounds a little more county fair than state fair to this be was, honest yeah. with you state was, fairs are pretty was, highly regulated this was pretty low rent so maybe it was a county, county fair. fairs anything goes yeah that's okay maybe it was like a county fair it was like a big fair i guess it was county and it was you got swung from a crane for 15 dollars by two two teenagers dan with a sign from a ripped up box that's why teenagers are our future maureen it honestly looked like something that happened after the event when we have no entertainment anymore and it's just anything can happen. Do you want to be swung from a crane? I do. I didn't know that I do, but I do. I don't. See, and that's one of the differences between us. It's true. We are different people. I will pay, I'll pay $15 definitely not to be swung from a crane. I'll tell you oh, that much. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. That's an even better business. You're either getting swung by a crane or you're paying me not to swing you by a crane. Dan, we need to come up with our moneymaker, and I do think it might be our game. Yeah, our Trump Trump administration card game. We had a number of people tweet us pretty amazing uh, card ideas. Yeah, they were really good. That was and a between spectacular us, we mooch card. We know a lot of game makers, Dan. We do. So why aren't we doing this? Uh, I think that both of us have been fairly busy, but like I've said, I am not busy starting Saturday morning, so... <laughs> maybe... I, I'm not joking. I suggest we have a serious talk about this. I think it's I think it's, I think it's. something we should do. I'm fully in. Not the worst idea we've ever had. No, not by a long shot. This is nothing like eating a Mar-a-Lago. Or, actually, all my ideas are good. Not that one. I just think it would hurt our butts. Well, you don't eat with your butt, Dan. But you, but what comes in goes out through your butt. Does it? Yes. Does it? Yes. Does it? Yes. That's medicine. Is it? Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's been proven. It's, I'm, 
I mean, I don't know the full research on it, but I'm pretty sure that's like a human body 101 knowledge thing. Look, you can write in if you're a medical professional, but I don't think that that's actually been confirmed. I think it. I think more people would have heard about it. I think most people know. Yeah. Look, I don't want to go into turn this into a butt thing, Dan. Um. <laughs> that's another shirt. What was I, don't, I don't want to turn this into a butt thing, Dan, says who podcast. And also, it's not collusion if you can't spell it. Yeah, that one's a real winner. Money makers, Dan. That's look, a real I'm winner. You, this is it. This is what this podcast has always been about is Making figuring money. out money makers. That's right. Yes. That's what oh, we- Oh, we'll get there, Dan. That's how we do. We'll uh, get speaking there. of money makers, our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. That dude makes that big indie rock money. And he never makes it a butt thing. Uh, he probably makes it a butt thing sometimes when he eats and then has to poop out of his butt because that's probably how it works. Very, he probably really appreciates this right now. Definitely. Our logo is designed by Darth. That is at Darth on Twitter. Darth likes fries. And poops out fry bits. Probably true. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter, or you can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash SaysWhovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by my co-host of The Hitch, Janice Dillard. And it's great. Yeah, you should listen to The Hitch, thehitchpodcast.com. We release uh, about 10-minute episodes, seven of them a week. All at one chunk, so you can just ride along with us for a full week. That's right. And it's fabulous. You'll love it. And uh, that's it. It's just fabulous, and you'll love it. It's true. It is fabulous. You You should join us on August 8th for our next episode. Maureen, I am going to be in very rural Montana on August 8th, so I am excited to find out how I record and release it. Presumably, you'll be running from a bear or something. Ooh, I like the idea of doing a bear cast. Just be like, hi, hey, Mario, hi. And that's been Says Who. I think people would like that. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed, they would. Well, do you have anything else to say, Maureen? No, no. I think I've heard you do a lot of clicking. Usually that means you're pulling up the Blue Apron recipes. I wasn't clicking. And then you trick me into talking about food, and then you turn the conversation to Blue Apron, and then I get upset. Is that not what's happening? Are we just signing out? Dan, I don't want to be critical. I don't want to be critical of you, but you've been bringing up Blue Apron a lot on this podcast. I and it, you did bring it up a lot, and I think it. I think mm, it needs to stop. I'm good with that. No, I mean, look, you just brought it up now, and I understand that there are sponsors. And by they aren't by they aren't our sponsor, Blueapron.com slash not, slash blueapron slash it's a butt thing slash not, dot com. <laughs> that would be our get ninety five free boxes, and <laughs> oh, a potato will right. come down your chimney no. like Santa. It's not it. And um and then um you'll find a potato on your doorstep with just a knife in it and, and written on the side of the potato will just be the words you. It's like uh 
I, I would be down if potatoes came through the chimney like the letters in the first Harry Potter movie. If you go to says who podcast you just get slash kind blue of bludgeoned slash... by all of the all of the potatoes as they fly out. Slash 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 blue apron okay. slash. All right, that's not which, you but dot com. Uh, someone will drive by your house and throw an onion at you. Anyway, from the floor of my wife's other sister's bedroom in Vail, Colorado, I'm Dan Sinker. From the castle of Count Bukula, I'm Count Bukula. And this has been Says Who. Kiss. How do you say that? Kiss. 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 Kiss